Welcome to the Good Athlete Podcast, the voice of the Good Athlete Project. For today's episode, we welcome a fellow podcaster to the show. In reality, however, he is so much more than just that. Eric Feigl is the owner of his own personal training business in Cincinnati, Ohio. He's an instructor at Cincinnati State Technical and Community College, and he is the host and creator of the Fitness Candor podcast. Eric was kind enough to have Jim on the podcast not once, but twice over the past year, and we enjoyed the discussion so much we knew we had to have Eric come on our show as well. You can find a link to the Fitness Candor podcast in the show notes, and please enjoy the show. We are going to jump right into it. You have a pretty um, pretty straightforward theory that I am fully on board with, and that's um, when it comes to training and conditioning and training people, bringing it back to basics. Mm-hmm. So can you, just to start off the conversation, tell us what you would do uh, with a client on like day one? Sure. So I think it's I think it's really important to establish, first of all, that, uh, that strength training is, I think, the basis for um, all, all movement. Right. So the stronger a person is, the better they're going to move. Obviously, there's different things you can look for in terms of, um, you know, movement screenings and, you know, myofascial release and things like that to kind of open their stuff up. But um, I think that getting them to understand that strength is is not only necessary, but it can actually help them and improve their overall well-being. I mean, in terms of. Um, being able to play with their kids, being able to you know sit at their desk without pain. So all of these things um, need to be taken into into care, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the first day is just getting them to understand how important strength is, and it's not about it's getting out of that that mindset that strength training is for the big dumb jock, right? Because mm-hmm. that's not what it is. It's for every single person. So. To keep it simple, to build a balanced body, which is what I'm all about, it's a simple push-pull upper body, lower body combo, and you get as many large muscle groups in as you can. Um, but it's also fitting fitting around what they actually need. Mm-hmm. So there's needs and there's wants. So you find out their wants, and then you insert the needs, yeah, right? Sure. So so in in a roundabout way, you know, without going to the actual programming side of things, that's kind of how the intro gets started. For sure. And who is they? Who do you who would you say you work with more often? Population. Um, the the busy work professional, someone mm-hmm. who's sitting at a desk for ten to twelve hours and uh, you know doesn't get up very much and knows that if they don't do anything else the rest of the day, they're going to go home and sit in front of TV. Right. So <laughs> it's it's the everyday individual from probably like mid to late thirties to I think um, my oldest is, I don't know in her eighties. Sure. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say? Are there any common factors in that in the groups that you work with? You identified something pretty interesting to me and to us and the work we're doing, just like the sedentary lifestyle, sitting at a desk yeah. all day. Yeah. So in terms of, um, you know, the sitting at the desk thing, that that whole that whole idea of sitting is the new smoking, which I don't I don't know if I totally buy that 100 percent, but I think um, I think we're in that position so much. Mm-hmm. Think about what you do. Uh, you know, you, let's say that let's say you're lucky enough to get seven to eight hours of sleep at night. Right. So that's seven to eight hours. And it's sleep is so important. I'm not saying it's not important, but we're in a certain position. We're laying down, knees tucked in, you know, we're cuddling with our body blanket or a dog or whatever. Um, and then we get up, we sit down at a desk uh, or your table. You eat breakfast for however long that takes. You sit in a car for 30 to maybe an hour and a half. Right. 
and then you get to a job and you sit down for another eight to 10 hours mm-hmm. and then you drive home and then you sit down, you go back and that repeats, right? So you're seeing all of these things coming in with everybody. And and some people can say like, it's also, you know, you've got this too, you got people hunched over, looking at their phones and screens and things like that. So all of those things you see, um, uh, maybe trying to get somebody to stand up straight, getting them to sit straight and coaching them through the exercises that are going to help those muscles do what they need to do throughout the day. So I, I think that in, in, in most of it is getting the person not only just to move better, but to feel better while they're at work or doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We, um, I mean, we are fully on board with that posture. One of the first things we teach is posture. We talk about movement. We talk about safety. Posture falls right in line with that. Yep. Um, what are, what are some of your, uh, favorite exercises for that? Or do you, or is it kind of an on in individualized basis or what, do you have any go-tos? Of course it's individualized, everybody. But you gotta think like everybody has scaps, everybody has the same kind of shoulder, everybody, you know, the, the muscles and things don't change person to person, like how they're situated might, mm-hmm. the ability of, of each person might. Sure. But uh, any anything that to do with like scap retraction, keeping everything pulled back, um, explaining what the scap actually does, getting it to rotate. I'm getting really in a, uh, big into um, a lot of Kelly Starrett's uh, mobility, thoracic mm-hmm. chain mobility, so, you know, doing those kind of things are uh, are extremely important, and it, it's for for everybody. Hopefully, like the younger people you're dealing with, you know, if you have a young athlete or a young uh, young uh, client, you're not really having to deal with that as much. But sometimes you do. Yeah. I feel like I feel like once you get into that older segment, yeah, you get into like the <laughs> older segment. I, I should be careful here. Um, let, let's just say let's just keep it at that. You get into the older segment, sure. and you start to see that more people are people are kind of just set in their ways. They're internally mm-hmm. rotated, and and so we kind of we want to address that by first saying here's why it's important, and here's how we change it, and then kind of build on top of that. Yeah, no question. And I, I think you're right. I think the older segment, without naming it in specifically, is <laughs> probably safe. But also, it's almost like an older mindset too. Like you mentioned. Um, you know, strength is not a thing. Strength is not lifting Atlas stones. Strength is not bench pressing 400 pounds. It's like, um, I think we're all talking about like some variation of resistance training combined with mobility, you know, et cetera, et cetera, um, to strengthen an organism, the human body, to promote uh, health and wellness, to take pressure off joints. I remember, um, I'm gonna, my, I hope my dad will be okay with me saying this, but my dad is from an era <laughs> where like, uh, you know, if, if something hurts, you lay off, right? So he's got, He's got two bad knees. And I think one of the issues is that when his knees started to hurt, he laid off. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, because um, yeah. there was not an acute injury, it was, I, you know, it was not supporting the joint. It's, you know, I, I think it's funny when people say like, my knees aren't strong. No one has a strong knee, <laughs> you know, it's a, but the musculature surrounding it can support and weaken or you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, but the but well, what's interesting is however old your dad is, and I'm, yeah. I'm assuming he's maybe my, my dad's age a little bit older, maybe. But um, they're not from that kind of generation, typically. You know, you don't hear that very often. It's right. that that pain, that no pain, no gain attitude, mm-hmm. which I'm totally not on board with. I get the concept that you got to push through that one last rep. You know, getting a forced rep or whatever it is. I, I completely I'm on board with that. But that uh, the idea of working through an injury because it's going to make you stronger mm-hmm. is total crap. Right. It's it's total garbage. Right. Right. So so, you know, your dad being of a certain age and having that and knowing that is, I don't think you find that very often. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I guess I I think there's and this is like what you do in your profession and we try to do as well is um, there's a difference between working through 
um, discomfort and working through sure. an injury, right? You need to take sure. care of your injury. But I think um, what we try to focus on so much is like, just because you have an injury doesn't mean you shut it down. You don't right. go to zero, right? You work right. around, you support as necessary, yes. um, stress up to a point, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. You work with a lot of, because of the age groups you work with, do you work with a lot of post-injury stuff? Do you work with rehab at all? Yeah. So usually I like to, you know, I don't consider myself a, um, a rehab expert. Mm-hmm. There, there's, you know, if, if a person has some rehab things they need to do, then by all means, like come right. to me as long as I can work with the other professional, which I think is very important mm-hmm. that, especially being a trainer, that the the medical system, the rehab system, you know, if a person goes to a um, massage therapist, all these pieces need to come right. to play together. They we And there's some weird thing about um, physical therapists in particular and personal trainers, mm-hmm. you know, you get, I've talked to personal, uh, to, uh, f- physical therapists when, uh, my mother-in-law was going through, uh, some, I believe, I think shoulder rehab. And so I walked up and was like noticing some techniques. I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm a personal trainer. Here's what I do. Yada, yada. And the lady just kind of stared at me like, Oh, really? you know, I'm like, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Like this is, you know, I'm trying to learn from someone who's doing this for 20 years. I've been doing it for 10. Like I, I, I want to learn. Right. And so that, that attitude has got to go away. But uh, to circle back, yeah, I, I do, and um, again, I, I keep whatever is whatever's out of my wheelhouse. I'll tell them right away. This is out of my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, we'll kind of lay off this. But uh, hip replacements are super common. Shoulder injuries are very common, yep. and um, I mean, well, really, if you just go down the line, joints, yeah. joints, right. joints, joints. Right. Do the joint check, neck, shoulders, all the way down the line. But probably knee, knee, and uh, and shoulders are probably the most common, right? Yeah, I believe that. There's nothing wrong with specialization, right? Specialization lets you get to the um, become a specialist, become lets you get as good as you can at what you're doing. But collaboration between specialists, yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. It's funny. Um, I don't want to keep throwing my dad under the bus here, but <laughs> no, pop. My dad went to well, I, he went to a doctor to get his knee looked at, right? Because he's like he's considering even like a knee replacement, right? It's really bothering him, and uh, he mentioned his son and the business his son was in and told him some stuff. He's like, oh yeah, the doctor said this. A medical doctor, he's an orthopedic surgeon. I believe in what he does when it comes to that. But then he was like, oh, your strengthening is fine. Just lay on your back, do some straight leg leg lifts. This was, yeah. I'm like, come on. Have Ultimate some humility, PT. doctor. Yeah. You know, outsource that part because, like you, it sounds like you would. We would as well. We would Definitely. outsource that part, right? Yep. Um, Not only outsource it, but but be in contact with that. It doesn't mean like I'm I'm right. like telling the person you can't come back to me until you're healthy because that's mm. that wouldn't be that wouldn't be true at all, right? Sure. So I want to talk to that person, email that person. Hey, here's what here's what their program looks like day to day. Here's what we're working towards. Mm-hmm. And another thing people should know is you know if you have a joint injury. Don't be afraid to continue training the opposite side, especially if you have like a left side um, injury of uh, upper or lower body. Train the other side because you're going to get some neuromuscular recruitment to the other right. side. Right. I know that's it's a hard it's hard for people to buy, mm-hmm. um, but it's absolutely true. And we can kind of nerd out on that if you want to. But um, you know, if you're if you're injured of of any age, obviously know your body, know what you're going through, but um, trust your body to want to be at its best. Right. So I think um, I think ha- having that, having an accountability partner, working with the other side of things, those are all super important. For sure. Um, so getting your body to its best, what are some of the other things that you advise clients on? Oh, man. Well, obviously there's there's uh, – okay. 
w- without going off the deep end. And <laughs> Listen, I, and if, I, if you want to jump, I, go for it. <laughs> Don't push me. There's, there's a, there's this thing where, again, in, in the specialized realm where there is, there's yoga, there's Pilates and there's strength training and there's X, there's Y, there's Z. Uh, you know, there's kettlebell people, there's dumbbell only people. And all, I think if we all understand just what you said earlier is that we're working towards bettering the human body, the human condition, you know, and all these things are tools. Your body can adapt to, to all of it, right? Right. Good or bad, your body's going to adapt. So I usually tell people if you're strength training twice a week, 30 minutes, which is perfect for yeah. majority of people, uh, as long as the intensity is there, right. go out, go out and enjoy the rest of your life. Hike, walk, play with your kids, fly a kite, like go sure. run, get into you know, the but world. get into the world. And that's, that's the whole point of strength training. Yeah. You know, um, other than that, if, if a person's, you know, into flexibility, wants to get better at uh, flexibility, we got to find out the reason why they want to get better and do they need to be more flexible and then maybe they can take some yoga or something like that. Sure. But obviously nutrition is, it's huge sleep, nutrition, and then exercise mm. in that order, I think. So, uh, but baseline, just enjoy your life. Get out there and, and, and be strong and be happy. That was cheesy, but you can no, use that. No, it's not cheesy, man. It's, yeah. a, it's a refreshing way to think about it, honestly. Cause, and, and one thing I notice is you know, when, when we do uh, really in-depth consulting type work, um, we, don't, we try not to go into places with an assumption of right or wrong. We try to go in uh, with like, a, you know, what, are you, what do you want? What are your goals? And I bring mm-hmm. that up because I think a lot of people who want to get healthy, whose goal it is to get strong and healthy, I mean, if you Google you know, strength on podcasts or on the internet or whatever, a lot of the stuff that will come up, and I'm not, we, we've talked about this with a lot of our groups, it's intimidating for people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Strong does not mean, um, and no offense if this if this is anyone's logo, but like, you know, skull and crossbones, lift till you pass out. You know, lift till you right. like you're literally passed out on the floor from exhaustion. Like, right. And 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 believe me, I I um I definitely have that side to me. There are times that I go a little yep. bit overboard. I have oh, yeah. I have a little bit of. Of, of that animal side still alive in us and, and that's fine and, and you know it's great for the people who want that for sure but I think what's happening unfortunately is that um, you know the people who are like just dipping their toe in the water see that and it's too much for them um, yeah. what you're talking about is far more welcoming it sounds like uh, hit two days of strength and get into the world that feels digestible yeah, yeah it, there's there's a key thing that you said there the, the welcoming aspect um, you know that that's a that's a touchy one because it is for everybody, but it takes intent. You have to be very you have to you have to be willing to put the effort in, mm-hmm. um, and that go that goes for if you're if you're a um, you know a strong twenty year old athlete mm-hmm. or you're a uh, middle aged retired person who likes to cycle. To get the most out of it, you have to put forward your best effort. Right. Doesn't matter what the person over on the on the bench press is doing, grunting and growling and you know mm-hmm. putting up you know three hundred pounds. That doesn't matter. If, if you're putting in your best effort, you're getting the results that, that you deserve. So, but that intimidation factor is all over the place. And I think um, I'm fortunate enough to work with a group of people in a place that, uh, you know, when somebody walks in, they, they, they know we're professionals, but they also know that, you know, we're there to work. Yep. But it's not that intimidating over the top, you know, you're going to um, power clean. 
X amount, then go on a three mile sprint and then do as many dips mm-hmm. as you can. Like it, it's very thought out. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a process that needs to be respected, I think. Right. No, it's smart. That, that, and what you're identifying is like a balance, right? This is not a place to come and relax, but it's a place where you are certainly welcomed and you don't have to be. Yeah. You're bettering, you're bettering yourself. Like right. this is a moment that you actually get to focus on your physical well-being. If you really think about that, and I'm going to get real, uh, real intense about it, but if you really think about that, yeah. you get. If a person does that, if you go to a trainer, like take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it because number one, you're fortunate enough to be able to afford to go to to a trainer. Yep. You're in a country that allows it wherever mm-hmm. you are if you can do it. Right, you have the means to take advantage of somebody who has the expertise and the knowledge to yeah. help you become better. For sure. Right. For sure. It's just, it just, I got goosebumps because it's so, it's true. It's just, I see it all. I see it more than I wish I did. Where people come in and they just half-ass it, like, right. like they're doing me a favor by being there. You're not doing the trainer a favor by just showing up. Right. 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 Like it's, it. That's not what it's about. But uh, I think, um, yeah, I, I think you're right though. It's got to. The mind shift's got to change. It's not a meathead. It's not a meathead thing mm-hmm. as much anymore. There is that side of it, and that's great because those people. Wrong with that. Hundred percent not. But it, uh, it 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 can be across the board. It can be for anybody, especially for a young adult, uh, male or female. Yeah. That whole side of of uh, of just being comfortable going and trying to better yourself, physically, emotionally, and becoming stronger and a better person. Mm-hmm. That builds confidence in yeah. people. Mm-hmm. You see it all the time when you've got this, you know, 13-year-old skinny kid who doesn't know what to do with themselves, and they're they're uncomfortable around a weight room, and you show them just a few basic things, and just the fact that they are comfortable enough to walk into a weight room with maybe all these other people who've been lifting for decades, yeah. and and they feel good and they feel at home, they feel relaxed. Sure. It should be it should be that way. Yeah. Right. Totally. Expand on that if you don't mind, because I think we're on the same page with that. Like, what you're doing is far more than than building bodies, right? You, yeah. you talk about optimization, you're talking about mindset and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff as well. Yeah, well, that that carries on through through the rest of a person's life. Mm-hmm. So, the stronger a person is, the better they are at everything else they do. Yeah. And I think if you can become better at everything else you do, then you become more confident. You become more confident, you become more caring. You become more caring than you show other people how you got that way, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, think, I think it's on all of us in, in this, this umbrella of fitness, this umbrella of strength and conditioning to really know that because even the athlete that you're dealing with um, on a day-to-day basis, and I don't see these people very often. I've trained very few, a handful of athletes. Um, but I think not every single person comes in on the same baseline. Right. You know, especially if you're super competitive and you have that mindset, like I have to be better than this other person. Those things can kind of play tricks on you. And uh, I think as a young individual in in a certain certain situations, you really have to step back and um, educate that person on why they're doing what they're doing. You're not doing it because you're trying to beat Johnny football. Mm-hmm. You know, that person might not ever be Johnny football. You have to do it for yourself and know that you're doing the best things to help your body and and if you get that education piece through, I think um, I think it can go a really, really long way. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any uh, like specific stories? Was the thirteen-year-old an or is that a is that a real thing? Do you deal with kind of awkward uh, adolescents coming through? Or? Yeah, yeah. But he, here's the deal: there are some that take it very seriously, mm-hmm. surprisingly, like 
like more serious than like a 35 year old grown man would. Yeah. You know, and there there's some like I want to learn this, but they kind of have their stuff together as much as like a 13 year old kid. You, you know, it's like it's right. kind of like surprising, like holy cow, this is really wild. Um, but some try to some go the opposite way. And they might not feel as comfortable, so they kind of overplay that. You know, they goof around a little more. But if you settle them down and you just say, "Hey, man, you know, this this can be fun. We can have a good time. We can have a blast. We can joke around together." But here's why we're doing this. Right. Uh, and I see that with with I, I do train a handful of uh, young adults in that range, like the 13 plus plus range. Yeah. And basically, all we're doing is some body weight movements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, using the TRX and you know things like that. Uh, but I'm trying to think of a specific, uh, a specific uh, person, but I don't think I have any really bad off the top of my head that I can say you know this okay. changed that changed their life. But I do know that when a lot of them come back in, mm-hmm. they're excited to learn new things. Sure, and they're excited when they can do those things. There, well, there you go. That that's yeah. what it is, right? The, the the return visit. I mean, that's yeah. the story, right? Uh, they don't have I, to come back. They, they no, they don't. To. I think what I think for a trainer, uh, and I hope a lot of people think about this. One of the greatest compliments I've ever received is is just the fact that a parent is willing to trust me mm-hmm. to train their child. Yeah, you know, think about that. Yeah, like what's the most precious thing that a parent has? Right, it's not their life insurance, it's not their car, it's not it's their child, right. and their child's entrusting you x amount of times per week to come in and 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 train them and make them better. And I, I'm, I'm not kidding, man. Like I, I told that to my wife and she was like, wow, that, you know, that's pretty powerful. And yeah. it really is. It makes a big difference, I think. And as a trainer, that's important to me. It's the truth. Yeah, no, no question. We, um, that comes up in our, in our place all the time. Um, even, and, you know, we always say, even if it's an angry call from home, it's like, you know, we try to be understanding because yeah. that is the number one thing in that person's life, right? That's the, yeah. Their number yeah. one focus. They have. The you'd probably right. you'd, you'd probably rather have that angry call than never receive a call. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, I don't want angry calls, but I guess. And I, I, no. I the way you said it was far more inspirational. <laughs> uh, but uh, but the the logic behind it is in the, is the same. Whether it's someone mm-hmm. continually returning their kid to you and trusting to you with their kid or whatever, the logic being that like. Um, you know, there's a couple out there, and they've got, and there's one thing that's more important to them than anything else, and they've entrusted yep. that thing to you. Um, yep. That's a, that's a, not a heavy burden, but but certainly um, a responsibility to be to be taken very seriously. Well, do you um, feel like that as a strength and conditioning coach? Oh God, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. I mean, yeah. you're dealing with how many athletes on a regular basis that are entrusting you to make them better, and their parents are doing the same thing. Hundred percent. We have we have well to answer the question directly. We're gonna hit about fourteen hundred this year, um, so a lot. And as you can imagine, the higher you go, scaling creates more opportunity for error. So actually, one of the big things we've been doing, we've got a, a strength staff of eight right now. So we're doing wow. more professional development than we ever have. And there's not a person um, on staff or anywhere near us that that wouldn't be able to recite to you in their sleep what our priorities are. And the number one is safety. Um, yeah. Yep. So definitely. Yeah. No. It's um. It's not a heavy burden, but it's an incredible opportunity. That's what it yeah. is. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. You're entrusted. You're entrusted with a lot. That's for, for sure. sure. Hey. So, how did you find your way into this business? That's my question. My next question for you. Well. So 
it's nothing like nothing extraordinary. Uh, play a little athletics, not for very long. Was injured in high school. Um, I wouldn't say I was like uh, basketball. Yeah, got injured playing basketball. Um, hurt my knee. Had surgery. I was 14, mm-hmm. 14 or 15, and uh, you know I remember the doctor telling my mom that I shouldn't be on. Uh, I, I need to stop. Uh, playing sports shouldn't be on the court anymore and I was like what I'm 15 I'm 14 years old like I'm of course I'm gonna play again but I had more injuries uh, moving forward uh, anyway that kind of led me I, I so I've always been in that physical side of things so I wanted to I originally got into my education uh, was going to be a uh, PE teacher and then I realized I don't want to go back to school to go back to school so I took a took a hard turn. Found out about exercise science. Started digging into that more, which led me into uh, personal training, which was which was um, it was either like keep going into like the physical therapy realm because that's I think what a lot of people do because you're not really guided if you're in a traditional setting. Right. You you don't know about personal training unless you've been introduced to it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily, I I fell into a position where I started um, shadowing some people, got a couple mentors. And and uh, it took me into personal training and then corporate wellness and then uh, online coaching for a company. But my passion was always personal training yeah. and with one-on-one and small group. And so that's kind of what's kept me kept me in the mix. I think out of everything that I've done, uh, personal training has definitely been my passion overall. That's very cool. Yeah, we I, we hear a lot about people actually who have uh, who have found strength in a very serious way coming back from injury for whatever yeah. reason, whether it was the rehab process or, or, yeah. or what. I don't, and I don't, I don't particularly remember being very good with my rehab, <laughs> you know, being 14, 15 years old, you sure. kind of don't take it that seriously yeah. um, until later on. Probably um, I'm going to say, you know, in college is when I really started, it, things started to kind of click for me, how, how serious those things were. Mm-hmm. And that's probably when I got even more serious about my own personal uh, fitness and health and uh, kind of kicked things to the next level. Because then it was a little bit more about, less about playing basketball, even though I played, you, know, you play intramural and stuff like that and, sure. and you know, whatever, but uh, that's just to play. But then you start to say like, oh, this season actually makes a change. Oh, I can actually stay injury free from this. Right. Uh, oh, I can actually make my feel, knees feel better. So right. those kind of things definitely kick in. Well, and that all kind of folds into your earlier point of like developing confidence and a sense of personal accountability. You feel yeah. like you're in control of those things, then, right? And yeah, definitely. Out the methods. That's really interesting. Well, well, no, what's interesting is what you just said. You're in control of mm-hmm. it. So, just just the fact that people, if people can understand that, and they go to someone who is is uh, in the field as a professional, whether strength and conditioning, rehab or whatever, you're in control of who you see. Yep. So you gotta understand that like I'm in the service industry, so if someone's not a perfect match, someone doesn't fit, they don't like the style or something like that, they have the option to go to go somewhere else, which I think is very, very important. Yep. But everybody has everybody has the choice. Totally. And that's kind of a refreshing way to look at it too. Like if it doesn't fit, fine. Yeah. Move on. I, you're see, be able to help the someone else more perhaps. Yeah, and, and what that kind of circles back around to something we talked about earlier because if we have this network of people, which I'm really big on is just having a network of people, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be offended if someone says, hey, I think I'm going to you know go train at this other place because they have a little more of this is what I'm looking for. Sure. Great. If I can refer you out to anybody, if I can help you try to find somebody, 
then awesome. Yeah. You know, why would I, why would I stop somebody from going and, and becoming, you know, physically better? It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Just cause you don't want to train with me. You can't train. That's, right. that's stupid. Right. That's stupid. No, I agree with that. I totally agree. Um, well, we have a lot of cool, uh, ways we could take this conversation. That let's do it. What do you want to do? I, what I'm really interested in is um, some of Coach Nadalna's off the beaten path sort of questions. Are you comfortable with that to get you to get to know yes. you a little better personally? Hundred percent, I am. All right, let's go, Coach. Allow me, allow me to slide on in here real quick. All right, come on in. All right, what would constitute a successful day for you? Pass. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> a success. Honestly, a successful day uh, on top of like. You know, being being busy and all that stuff. If and this is gonna sound cheesy, but I've always said this, and uh, and you can, I can get my wife down here to attest to it. If I can show somebody one movement, or they can do one thing that they couldn't do before, and I see them get excited, I'm good to go. Yeah, that's it. Like it, uh, that's that's the that's the sentence right there. That's it. It's perfect. No, I like that. If you had 30 minutes to work out and access to any equipment you need, what would you do? Uh, probably do 30 minutes is a long time I think so I would probably do a pre-exhaust I would do leg extension to leg press followed by a lap pullover followed by a close grip pull down to a chest fly to a seated chest press or a push-up and then I would hit lateral raise with a barbell uh, shoulder press and then I would hit biceps uh, probably curl with the barbell, tricep dips, and then I'd probably end with barbell deadlift and done. I like it. In, 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 in that specific order. I like it. What kind of reps and sets are you talking, Coach? Um, normally I like to go uh, until at least very, very close to failure. And, and by failure, I mean no forced reps, but form failure. Mm -hmm. So my negative reps look exactly the same as my positive reps. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to cheat anything. I'm not going to rest. Once I'm done, I'm done. I'm moving on to the next exercise. One set of about, um, I would say anywhere between 15 and 20 reps. There you go. I like that. All right. I got two more for you. Um, if you weren't in this career, what would you be doing? I would be an archeologist. Hands down. We've gotten that. <laughs> Hands down. Um, and I'll tell you why, because I've always been, Actually, if, you, if I sent you my Google News Feed, one of the bings I always get is about archaeology and dinosaurs. <laughs> I love it. So, so I, I'm kind of fascinated about just like ancient artifacts. And I think being able to uncover something that's been hidden for hundreds of thousands or millions of years, mm -hmm. that's, that'd be crazy. That'd be nuts. I don't think they make any money, but I would, don't think I'd care. <laughs> yeah, if you're playing with like Velociraptor bones that, yeah you know, well, I was, or you'd, just, pay, you'd pay to yeah. do that probably yeah that I, I small amount but yeah i probably <laughs> would no nah, i'd probably i'd probably pay a significant amount i would yeah well i was gonna ask your favorite movie but i feel like i kind of have an idea of where that's it's going. not jurassic park don't oh. say it. it's not jurassic park <laughs> jurassic park 3 don't be ridiculous <laughs> yeah that's, that's a right. terrible movie god uh my favorite movie um the first one that popped in my head is uh stand by me you know the movie. such a good movie. Never seen it's it. An awesome movie, right? Such You've never movie. seen it. Mm -mm. How do you that work is with a this guy? Opportunity. I don't honestly. I don't that know is how I got the office. He, I, <laughs> he found uh, keys outside. And there's no like, there's no like, uh, real deep reason. It's just like it's, 
it's a fun movie. It's kind of it's kind of sad. It's cool. It's in a cool time. I think like you know the early to to mid sixties. It's set in. It's just a cool time frame. Cool actors and the um, soundtrack helps for sure. Soundtrack's awesome and the puking scene's probably my fa- my favorite. Classic, you know, I'm, it's a you know classic, I'm talking 100%. about. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Well, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> now we don't even need to see it. Somebody pukes. Um, okay. <laughs> Who is somebody else uh, that is in the same field that's doing work that you admire? Oh, wow. Uh, w- one person? You can, you can give us a few. If you could get get it down to one, that'd be great. But if you have a few, we'll take a few. Okay. Wow. Probably, I don't know if you guys know, he, he's a researcher. His name's Andy Galpin. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so... I like him a lot because it's he puts very technical things into very practical reasoning, and uh, I really appreciate that because as as a nerd, as much as I like to read that stuff, translating that is is um, is very hard. But he does a very good job, mm-hmm. a very good job. And I know that's not like a direct relation, but uh, it's in that realm of exercise science kinesiology. So I feel like that fits. Yeah, absolutely. So I heard I I found him on. Was it Instagram or Twitter? One of the two before that. And I just liked his stuff. I'm like, wow, this guy's got a lot of good stuff. And then I was excited because I listened to Rogan's podcast a lot and I saw that. And I listened to him then and that's what really got me. Like I was hooked after that. Yeah. So yeah, I like his stuff a lot. What I what's really cool about him though is that he's trying to take this whole education piece mm-hmm. of the of exercise science and make it more open for him. Like you yeah. don't have to go to and sit in this class and take you know, hours and hours and hours of electives to learn how to do this stuff. Like he's going to show people how to do it. And that's fantastic. Totally. Yeah. Um, all right. We got last, this is not a, this is a, this is a request, not a question. There may be many, but publicly thank one person, please. Wow. One person uh, as, okay. As, as a uh, cliche as it might be, I'm going to have to thank my wife that's because okay. Well, I mean, look, look as as a trainer, you got to have somebody that's willing to deal with your crazy hours, mm-hmm. willing to deal with you being obsessed over really weird shit. Um, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not easy to you know to not see somebody for majority of the day, and I know a lot of people go through that. But without her support and being, like, I've never, I've never had her tell me. Or say like, you know, I don't want you working late, or I don't like that you. I don't know any of the negative stuff that people could say about trainers. Like, there's been none of that. Mm. She's totally respected my field. She's totally supported me in every single endeavor. Um, as annoying as it may be, the whole the whole podcast thing, uh, the 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 teaching thing, the coaching thing, the you know the other gym, like all of this stuff. She's been 100 percent, and I. I real I I mean really, it's been 100% heard, no doubt about it. That's awesome. That's great. And yeah. that is not cliche. No one has thanked your wife before. This is the first time. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but I, you just reminded me though. We um we're gonna wrap this one up, but we got to get you back on again if you're interested because we didn't even go. You're a college professor now, man. We didn't even go down that road. Time out. So yes. I would I would say I'm a college instructor. Okay, I, I don't. I don't. The whole professor thing. I don't know, like where. I don't know where that comes from. But yeah, 
Um, no, I'd love, I'd love to talk about that more. That'd be awesome. So many interesting things. And I think it'd be really valuable for people um, looking to uh, further educate themselves, knowing that there are other options besides like four-year careers potentially or, you know, whoever. Um, so that's awesome. Th- listen, sincerely, thanks for being with us. Um, I always enjoy our conversations. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. This week's episode is brought to you by Remind Recover. Remind Recover is a supplement that helps athletes support brain health. Similar to how you drink a protein shake to help your muscles recover after a workout, Remind Recover has been scientifically formulated to give you the nutritional building blocks to help support healthy brain function. I am a huge fan of Remind Recover. It is as close to the science as any supplement I've seen, and feel free to check out their website for more. It's remindrecover.com. And when you go there, if you want to place an order, and I recommend it, use the code GOODATHLETE for a discount on checkout.